Hey friends, it's Jace. Oh yes, it's Char. And you're tuned in to Kiss and Tell Radio. So, what's up y'all? Hey friends. Hey friends. Did you miss us? <laughs> about the tweets. Um, I think that's a yes. I was about to say, we were getting dragged low key. And guess what? Before you all even say anything, I reminded Jace last night and I reminded him today, and can y'all believe he still remembered to ring the bell? I sure did. I wanted to scare him. <laughs> right, 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 right. No, I got tweets direct adding me. Like, yes. someone found me on Twitter and was like, so, the bell. Yeah. What's going on? Yeah. Well, uh, but she's here. this is also the second time in Kiss and Tell history where we've had a guest dip but we've rescheduled this guest yeah yeah um you know life has been like really just intense for everyone yeah and so obligations scheduling um so we're starting a bit later than usual on this lovely wednesday um but you know we it, just had some spicy uh tuna tacos it was good. we had some korean wings mm-hmm. with some kimchi so i was expecting the korean wings to be like i don't know why i, I hear korean and i hear like eh but they're actually really, really good. First of all, they're- Korean chicken wings are some of the best wings that I've ever had. Only because really? of their, yes, their method. They flash fry them. And uh, they, a lot of the restaurants don't even use a batter, but they're seasoned well. And they put them in impossibly hot oil. So it's flash fried. They toss them in that sweet and sticky sauce. Throw some sesame seeds and scallions on top. Baby, the you talk about some the, good. The bell's eating. back. The bell's back. You talk about some good eating. Yeah, I was expecting like I don't know. I think like teriyaki and just like no. sweet and savory. I, I want like hot wings, like traditional, original. Not no like mango habanero. Give me. I love a mango habanero. Mm-hmm. Nope, 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 nope. Give me traditional hot. I love. I had wings yesterday for Pierre's birthday. I mean, not his birthday. Whoa, I'm like another one. <laughs> I, in case you all can't tell, we've been sipping on some wine. No, I. They can um, tell from me. I'm fine. I um, I took Pierre to dinner. So yeah, Thank you, I saw him on Sunday, Emmy night. I don't know why this spreadsheet is acting a fool. I'm gonna try to reboot this, but you want to start with your uh. Two weeks. Two weeks. It's not the weekend. It's two weeks. Um, um, I missed you guys. Um, I was actually out on the East Coast. That's why um, we had to skip a week. And it's funny because people had texted me like, hey, I can do like a like a flashback episode. And I'm like, it's a podcast. There's literally a list of favorite episodes to go back to. So, you know. Four years worth of material. Pick, pick one. So throw it back pick on. One. We're not syndicated. You know, yeah. just, just, just go in there and pick one and just listen. Um, but I, I had a good time. Um, I was exhausted. It whipped my ass. So I was out there for Fashion Week. Um, I actually went, hung out with your sister. I saw, and yeah. she later told me. Mm-hmm. At, uh, uh, Rick Owens. Yes. Which I didn't know was so goth. Like, it's very, like, yes. dark. Like, yes. Heels, but I liked it. Um, but they had a great party. There was, like, flames, and there was, like, cocktails, and they actually had um, margaritas with Rick Owens, like, printed on it. What do you mean printed on? Like, on, like sorry, how they do on the, the, the little lime? No, like the little lime on the margarita oh. said Rick Owens. Oh, like they like brand it like how you brand yeah. a, car, a, a cow? Mm-hmm. Oh, but it was wow. one of those parties, so they didn't have any food, but they had cocktails. And you had to grab the cocktail before it got to the main like room because mm-hmm. they were coming out. Because um, then, like, you know, there's like a bar. There's no bar. It was like, you know, get what you can. Yeah. Can. So... It was a little intense with that, but it was fun. It was cute. Um, met the designer, met Vera Wang as well. Um, nice. She's hilarious. Um, she was like, I need plastic surgery. I look so tired. 
And I was like, you look fine. You're, you're an icon. You're, you're okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but I went out, saw some friends, saw my family, and, you know, that's, that's what it was. Yeah, for me, I mean, it was practically the same thing. So I snuck off to Chicago. I didn't really let the, the internet know that I was uh, coming home. It was my first time in Chicago in two years, actually. The last time I was there was Christmas of 2017. I can't believe it. That was Christmas? Christmas of 2017 is the last time I was there. I remember when you, cause you, I texted you when I went to hang out. She's like, I'm in Chicago. I was like, oh, okay. Well, Yeah. Well, that might have been at a different time. I think it was a different time. Yeah. It was like random. Yeah. that I don't know what time you're talking about. That was the year prior. But um, yeah. And so what I found was I needed to get out of LA. Mm-hmm. I had been feeling burnt out. I feel great now, by the way. Um, just a little overwhelmed. But that's natural char i feel like that's tried and true to char because then you're also booked and busy that's the thing it's like i'm very very grateful that the phone is ringing extremely grateful Mm -hmm. but i'm a little overwhelmed you asked for it it's i did this is what i want this is just what comes with it that's a quote from michelle williams who we're going to get to a little bit later (laughs) in the show um which one uh singer michelle (laughs) black michelle child of destiny but yeah so i saw hustlers with my mom like this entire trip when i was home for chicago i was supposed to see maybe like two or three people that are friends but uh i didn't end up getting to see anyone so this entire trip was basically family and i have no complaints about that i ate good food i got all my chicago staples i had good food i saw hustlers with my mom there were a lot of different random outings and just i had a lot now how was chicago food because i've never been there before i knew there's like a deep deep dish well yeah i didn't get pizza chicago has food that's uh that is specific to them so what i got um, was I got an Italian beef from Port- Portillo's. Oh. I almost said Porto's. That's a place out mm-hmm. here in LA. But Portillo's, I got it dipped once in the aju. Like they dip it. It's on, it's on a French roll. They dip. They dip it so the bread can be a little wet. Oh. And then. They dip it in what though? It's in the, it's like a, a It's like a thin gravy. Like a thin, oh. like aju. Like have you ever had a French dip sandwich? I don't think so. Well, it's almost like that. It's like a thin gravy. Mm-hmm. So uh, they dip mm-hmm. it once in that. And then um, I got sweet and hot peppers on it, more hot than sweet. And I dev- I inhaled that. That was good. It kind of sounds like a gravy, like Philly cheesesteak hot dog. Almost. A little bit. Well, no, not hot dog, but almost well, like a Philly. Italian sausage. No cheese. I don't like. Now, people out West, a lot of people out West love cheese on their Italian beefs. I don't want cheese on mm. mine. I just like the beef because it's thinly uh, sliced like strips of beef. Mm. I like my beef. And my peppers, and I want the sandwich dipped once. It was so hmm. good. I even had a milkshake. I pigged out. I had my Herald's. I had my White Castle. Some of you all are probably listening, turning your faces up at White Castle. But let me tell you. The veggie one or I nah? was. Oh, no. I got cheeseburger sliders. <laughs> I could have gotten the Beyond, but I got three sliders. And this wasn't all at the same time. This was over the course. I was there for about a week. So I had cheeseburger sliders from White Castle. I had my Italian beef, and then I had Harold's. And I found that, I don't know if I'm too L.A., but the Harold's gave me a bit of a headache. Ooh, why? Like, it was good, but I think they just put, it was too sauced up. Oh, and that Midwest flavor. Yes, and I, f- I find that, I don't know if it was an age thing or a regional thing, but I was like, this is good. I'm not putting this down. This is, I, I can't turn mm-hmm. away. Like, this is fi, as we say. <laughs> but... It was also like, oh my God, I can taste the salt. You I got can used taste to the kale sugar. with a little bit of olive oil and lemon. I promise. <laughs> I promise. But I had such a good time. One thing that I did want to bring up, though, is that Chicago thinks they slick. So I, I spent a day downtown, my last day there. I was downtown. And with the parking meters, 
They now have, like, the last time I was there and I was actually downtown, you used to go to the parking meter, pay your money, and then you got a printout that you put in your uh, window sill. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now what they have you do is you park... You park and you enter your damn license plate mm-hmm. in the thing. So there's no, like, I complain about LA and say that it's antiquated with their parking meters, but it actually saves people because, you know, as we pull up to parking meters out here, if mm-hmm. it's blinking green, you still got Amen. that time. And in Chicago, once you drive off, that's it. Wow. You could be, you could pay that's for That's so greedy. It's so that's greedy. So it's so greedy. corrupt. That's so funny because so the corrupt. other day I was actually downtown and I part. I paid. 10 minutes for park sorry 10 dollars for parking and i was there for maybe 10 minutes um and then the parking like you know the, the parking lots that are like big yeah and i wanted to give my ticket to somebody else i paid for the whole entire day because that was the only option but i paid 10 bucks well, the, for 10 minutes the only reason why i ended up pay, uh parking on the damn street is that chicago's parking garages downtown have now become ridiculous with their price really? it's like 16 dollars for the first 10 minutes <gasps> 30 minutes is $45. I said, what the hell That's happened down here? Corruption. Corruption. I, I had a great time. We As a matter of fact, the, the only friend that I did see was Nina. Shout out to Nina I. I saw that. A few years ago. If you all Past do, guest. If you all do and not winner. recall, Nina used to co-host a podcast named Conversate. And one week I went on that show and she came to Kiss and Tell. And she's mm-hmm. just one of my good friends. She's such a good person. And we got a chance to really catch up. We were at the Daily Center. She was having lunch. I had a huge breakfast. I had like a, a smoked turkey blt with avocado on texas toast for breakfast breakfast let me t- and so i didn't ahead. have room for lunch and so i just she had a salad mm-hmm. and like this huge salad and one little thin slice of pizza and we sat mm-hmm. outside of the daily center and really got a chance to catch up so so the way you describe food i think i'm just catching on to this i've always known this but i think it's just like a light bulb like the way you describe food is so like magnificent <laughs> that maybe you should do like commercials or what? something because the way you describe food i'm just like i want it and it could be the nastiest thing okay. but the way you describe it, you're like you know when they dip it in the like, who wants a hot dog dipped in gravy it's not a hot dog whatever it's a, it's beef <laughs> but, it's thinly sliced beef but i want it and i don't want gravy. it if i think about it but the way you say it is so good well, and tantalizing it's good it was that it's maybe good. Maybe that could be a whole nother realm <laughs> that come for you. I don't Maybe know. Maybe I need to explore that. I also really quickly to round this up, I hosted the, well, moderated the uh, Na- uh, National Association of Black Journalists, Los Angeles chapter. I was telling you all about this the last episode. Um, I ended up hosting that panel, moderating that panel. And did a great job. That's thank me. you, Black Women in Media. I have been getting my roses ever since. Uh, thank all of you all who are listening who showed up. The room was packed, but I was at first, I was like, oh, it's not as packed as last year. But I had to remember there were two panels last year. Mm-hmm. They did one for, for media where they had Tashina Arnold and Lonnie, Lonnie Love and Twinkie Bird and a few others. And then they had one for news, which had Leah Uko and a few other local reporters and anchors on L.A. So I'm like, okay, this is a cute turnout. Plus, we our toner of a rate was crazy. Initially, we were supposed to have Nina Parker on the panel. Nina Parker had to drop because of some Emmy conflict. And then we ended up booking by the grace of god the amazing incomparable yvette nicole brown i was really impressed by her yvette is amazing and i was we were catching up backstage and i was telling her you know you won't remember this yvette but i met you two maybe three years ago at bet's official after party it was a roof the w hotel rooftop in hollywood mm-hmm. bet had a ha- an after party for the new edition story which she acted in okay and uh she introduced me to this uh userin hand cream yes <laughs> 
I talked to her about this. She was in here rubbing her hands together. I'm like, what? Because I had to think of the words. And so we just, the conversation that we had backstage, listen, I'm a vault, okay? If, if anyone who knows me knows that don't let the, the Char says so fool you because Char Jocelle is a vault, okay? Mm-hmm. And we just had so much good conversation. So shout out to Angel Jennings of the LA Times, Nichelle Turner of Entertainment Tonight, and celebrated actress Yvette Nicole Brown. And Yvette even has a movie coming out this upcoming Saturday, I want to say, on the oh, 28th. Did I miss that? On, it's coming up this upcoming Saturday on the 28th. Okay. It's called Always a Bridesmaid. It's her first film that she's written and produced. Congrats to her. So, and then she'll be playing Aunt Sarah on uh, Lady and the Tramp for Disney+. Plus. Yes. She'll be the... So Yvette, literally, what a ph- it was a phenomenal panel. If you missed it, you truly, 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 truly missed out. I advertised it. It was all over my social media. And it was only five damn dollars. And the five dollars went towards a scholarship for a, a, a black journal, up-and-coming journalist. So, but it was it was great. And like I said, I've been getting my tens. It's been... Yeah. Ever since I did that panel, I mean, I've always been affirmed, but something about that panel was extra affirmative. Well, it was really good. I think one of the main things that, like, people want who as interviewees is that they want to feel comfortable and i think they did a really good job like just having a conversation versus having like you know it's our job to get the information obviously yeah but then like it's also your job to you know have a conversation have an easy dialogue and they all felt very comfortable uh we're just saying what they had to say and not feeling judged or critiqued or whatever so it was good it was really good i had a, my gym was my takeaway was um you have a right to your rate, which Nichelle said. Mm-hmm. And we actually saw, do you know she was wearing the same outfit that we saw her in last time? Yes. <laughs> that was a month and a half ago. Yeah, that was a long, it was a long time ago. That but was, it, was, uh, it was very ironic that I was like, hold on, I know this girl. The Lion King. <laughs> yeah, the she Lion hosted King the Lion King screening. Yeah, the E.T. premiere. So yeah. it, was, it was funny. Um, but Speaking yeah. of making people feel comfortable, let's jump into some of this bulletin board. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd be remiss. I was going to jump into the Emmy highlights, but we can revisit that some other time. Plus, I figure, feel like every other show has covered that. But baby, Terrell J. Star of The Root. Did you see what happened with Malik Yoba today? Yeah, um, I did. I actually, um, I saw this morning and I saw the comments. Uh, so here's my thing. <laughs> For those of you who do not know, I've shared this, uh, I've shared this on Twitter and I've shared this on my Facebook page. Um, Terrell ended up asking Malik a very uncomfortable line of questioning regarding the uh, allegations Mm -hmm. that he solicited sex from a minor that was in survival sex work and also his motives. A lot of people, trans women and otherwise, have questioned um, his motives. And Malik ended up having a bit of a, he lost it. I think it's fair to say that he lost what, he it. He completely lost it. He walked off and ripped the mic off of yeah. him, started yelling. Like, it was just, it was a mess. It was very R. Kelly with that interview with, I forgot who it was with. It was, I forgot her name, but are you talking about the original one from HuffPost? Yeah, HuffPost. Yes, yep. HuffPost Live. It was Live. very much that. Um, very... And he almost did it again with Gail King. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what are what do we think about this? Because the the way that I saw this, and I, like I said, I <clears throat> tweeted this. I said, as someone who asks the questions, right? We have a job to do, mm-hmm. and Malik kept referencing in this clip. He kept referencing. We, we had a four, a four conversation. <laughs> any journalist worth their weight is not going to disclose and discuss every 
damn question that they're going to talk to you about in the interview. Mm-hmm. No one's going to do that. No one in their right mind is going to do that. And so I think that this was all a matter. I've seen some critiques. As a matter of fact, I had some discourse on Twitter this morning about the interviewer. Now, that there's something to be said about the interviewer, but ultimately, as the interviewee, you are in control. You are in control, and only you can control. It basically, an interviewer, the way I see it, is an interviewer can ask literally any question mm-hmm. they want to, any mm-hmm. question they want to. It's up to you to control how, how you, you respond. respond. Right? Yeah. For me, and this I, is a PR nightmare. Yeah, it is. Um, I think that for one, um, I've seen the interviews. I, I saw um, Malik on. The what was the the, the drag Breakfast queen Club? the Breakfast Club and as well as oh Monet Monet which, the, Monet Exchange yeah Monet Exchange um, okay but the Breakfast Club interview exhausted me and not because of Malik um, but because of the other individual that was on the panel um, I think and I did not like that they didn't let the trans women like say their piece yeah they didn't let um, Nala or Carmen yeah which Charmaine acknowledged like hey y'all are acting like two men right now like let them talk. The version of the shit. Um, but with this particular interview, uh, I think that the defensiveness is just kind of. He could have asked. He could have just easily said that that was that's what happened. Um, you know, da, da, yeah, da. but cause he lost control, and I think that says a lot to. I'm not saying he did it or he did not do it, but like you said, like if you're an interviewee, you have control of the situation, and so you can handle yourself. And so, like I said, it's a pure nightmare, and I think it sucks that you know he's in the situation because he's trying to do good. But, I mean, these are the questions that need to be asked. That's my thing. No matter how many tantrums you have on how many different outlets, you will never be able to escape these questions until you answer them. And you can't police the way in which people answer them. And I'm shocked it wasn't asked on the Breakfast Club, to be honest. Oh, of course not. Because the way that I see it is, what happened on the route was nice. Then Malik's Mm -hmm. next schedule appearance is, I think, this upcoming Saturday at that Trans Summit or whatever. Yeah, the one in D.C. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. And do you think that those girls are going to handle you with, with kitten gloves? Absolutely the fuck You're going to be asked the exact same mm-hmm. questions, except you will not be given the license to act a damn fool Mm-mm. on their time. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. So either way it goes, either way the pendulum swings, Malik, the questions are going to be asked. Right. Because it's so, out there. Yeah. So it was that very was, Chris Brown throwing the chair out the window. And my uh, another point is, and I, I give people the grace and space, you know, people are human. But Malik is not new to this. He's not a rookie. It's not like he uh, like if this were if this were new interviewing. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, Malik's you. spotlight is not new to the game. Yeah. Malik has been around for years, mm-hmm. for decades. You said cool runnings. Yeah, cool runnings. That was my childhood favorite. New movie. York undercover. I'm New York undercover, like, this isn't his first go-round, but this may be his first time having his feet held to the fire. And I feel like if you're going on this press tour, that his team, and and I'm sure he does himself, have those damn Google alerts. You know what people are talking about. You've seen people know. in your Instagram comments. You've seen people in your Twitter mentions. You should be prepared for any question that comes your way as it pertains to your quote-unquote trans mm-hmm. attraction. And if you can't handle it, then don't do the interview. Or dance. You could, he could have said no comment. Mm-hmm. Let's move on. Right. No comment. And that's what we'd be talking about. Instead, we're talking I, about him snatching off his mm-hmm. mic and being irate in, mm-hmm. a, in a tiny four by four interview room. I want to know who the braids. See the braids in the background? Uh-uh. There was a girl with the braids I stepped in the camera, but I don't oh, know. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Poor thing. Well, moving on. Did you watch the Emmys? I know that you went to some after parties this past Sunday, but did you actually watch the show? I did. I actually watched. That was the first time I've watched Red Carpet pre-show and the Emmys the entire way through. Okay. Um, and so 
I, it was it was cool. I did not see the red carpet, but I did see the show, and I was like, "Oh, they're on Fox this year." And then Kendall actually tweeted me. He said they're on a different channel, a different um, home every year, and I never noticed that because when I think Emmys, I think NBC. When I think Grammys, I think CBS. But according to Kendall. They're on a different channel every year. I hmm. think I prefer them on NBC. I wasn't a fan of the Fox aesthetic. I saw someone tweet and said all the red carpet photos look like they were on the set of Empire. And I was like, <laughs> it does look that way. Um, but but um, I mean, my standout moments really were most of everyone's. And I'm sure that if you listen to podcasts and watch TV shows, then you're going to be familiar with this. But Patricia Arquette. Her speech about giving trans yes, people opportunities. Yes, and Patricia, her sister. Yes, Patricia had a sister named Alexis Arquette, who I was only introduced to through like the surreal life. Like when Alexis was started, she actress? She was an actress, but I'm not familiar with anything she's done okay. acting. I'm familiar with you know our generation. She was reality TV to right, me, right? And so, um, but Alexis ended up dying, I think, with complications of HIV/AIDS and a uh, and drugs i believe i'm just gonna say i believe allegedly allegedly um because i don't specifically remember that report but um yeah so patricia arquette that was that was a very touching speech Mm -hmm. when she's just like she's still in mourning yeah and i agree with her of course trans people need to work okay hire trans folks also billy porter made history he won for lead actor in a drama series Mm -hmm. oh by the way patricia won for supporting actress i believe in drama yes um billy made history just by the nomination but by the win Mm -hmm. how did you react when billy won i cried i'm not gonna lie like i definitely like was just there because i was just watching the tv and i was just like this is dope like he's on stage by himself yeah like winning this damn award and like from someone who's watched pose from season one every single episode religiously for the past two seasons and to see you know i was actually introduced to him um through pose but actually when i saw it, i was like oh kinky boots so like i kind of like saw his career and like he deserves and he kept saying on the red carpet like i'm just happy to be alive to like receive this because a lot of people didn't make it this far yeah and so like i was just really proud of him i'm happy that he has gotten the world i'm happy that mainstream media has given him the award as well shout out to billy porter he is a subscriber of kiss and tell radio so if you're listening just know that billy's probably listening too i met him i met him last year and uh he instantly became such a fan of mine he was like girl what you do and i told him and he subscribed so (laughs) is that why he followed me on twitter maybe so maybe because you know it was very random i was like hold on why billy put her following me on twitter i was over some friend's house and we had a delicious spread there was a little charcuterie a little hummus little Mm. chip little dip little wine and i lost it when billy won because billy i think for a lot of us that are in our age group he represents and if you're a fan of his he's kind of like this figure in that he's all of our fairy godfather fairy godmother very much so and it just i'm getting emotional thinking about it now thinking about how important his representation is because if i 12 year old me needed a billy porter Mm -hmm. i needed to see that right Mm -hmm. because it's something about him that's still flawed it's something about him that feels so Mm -hmm. Familiar, not to compare him to RuPaul or any of the other iconic figures that we have, but it's something about Billy that just feels so damn familiar as well. Genuine, genuine, right? I think that's the big takeaway. My favorite part of Billy's speech is this quote that he did from um, that he quoted from the iconic James Baldwin. He said, "It took many years of vomiting up all the filth I'd been taught about myself." 
and half believed before I was able to walk on the earth as though I had the right to be here. I have a right to be here. Mm-hmm. You have a right to be here. I mean, literally chills. Right. And he's, he just turned 50 in the weekend. Yeah. And he's been, this. he's 30 years into his career. Right. And so like he deserves everything and yeah. more. So congrats to him. C- congrats to him. We also had, of course, Jarrell Jerome. But wow, what a moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dominican Prince. Jarrell really sent me up. I just, and to have Angela Bassett. Imagine Angela Bassett presenting you, you with your first I, Emmy. I, uh, like, stop. Jarrell was so deserving of that. And the people that I was uh, watching the Emmys with, they hadn't seen When They See Us. And I get mm-hmm. it because When They See Us can be viewed it's as heavy. maybe, tra- it's very traumatic and heavy mm-hmm. and that may not you know you may not everything is for everybody it's you know not everybody wants to revisit that time but um i think what propelled me to watch it is because i had w- attended a screening for mm-hmm. it so i had seen the first two episodes and so i was locked in and i was like well now i got to see the the other two when they come out on friday or whatever but it definitely sends you through the emotional ringer and if you have not seen it i encourage you if you can't bring yourself to watch it, you at least have to watch part four of this. Jarrell's performance mm, is mm-hmm. religious. It is transcendent. It is bone chilling. I'm getting chills. He, I haven't seen it yet, but like I watched the first episode and I'm like have, nervous to like get through it. I didn't know you it. seen it. I've seen the first episode. I couldn't do it anymore. You are doing yourself. Anyone listening to Jace and anyone listening, know that you are doing yourself a disservice by not seeing episode four of that damn series. You need to check out why Jarrell got that damn Emmy. It just, even thinking about it just now, like, wow. Yeah. Episode four was his. He did such a great job. Mm-hmm. He did Ashe. such a great job. Ashe. Um, By the way, I really need to check out that damn Fleabag show. Everybody's Penny? talking about it's good. Right. I haven't checked yeah, it out. Yeah, no, Penny was like, Fleabag, Fleabag. I'm like, what the hell is Fleabag? Yeah. But it's very British humor comedy. Yeah, I'm a little nervous because I wasn't a fan of Chewing Gum. Not saying that all British humor is like that, but you know. Oh, uh, Chewing Gum, the girl that was in Michaela that. Michaela Coel. With the, um, that, the gif on the spaceship. Yes, <laughs> from Black Mirror. So yeah, and then last but not least, Michelle Williams, the actress. Mm-hmm. Heath Ledger's ex-wife, or widow, I can't remember. She won. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. They have a child together. Oh. She won for, I think they fell in love on the set of Brokeback Mountain. Because they oh, both were in it. Oh, because she played the, um, yeah, got you. So she won, I think she won for Best Actress, Actress. In, a, in a limited series. Mm-hmm. And what a speech. She talked about the pay gap mm-hmm. and then really, really went in on uh, the how, how it's even worse between white men and women of color. Mm-hmm. 52 cents on the dollar for mm-hmm. women of color. And I just thought it was such a beautiful speech. Now, <laughs> in case you all missed I know the brouhaha on Twitter, shout out to Blavity, Us Weekly. Who else quoted me? There's so many damn different outlets. My Google alerts were p- pinning off. Um, Michelle Williams, the singer from Destiny's Child, went on her live and I was watching it and screen recorded some of her rant and took it to Twitter. And then it just mm-hmm. took on a life of its own. <laughs> so Michelle Williams, I guess, was ref- black. Michelle was receiving a little bit of the backlash because mm-hmm. but she was also getting the compliments. Michelle said, and I agree with her, these major public publications, these outlets, these journalists really need to do their damn research. She said the Hollywood Reporter 
Fox News, well, Fox Network, not Fox News, The Hollywood Reporter, Fox Network, Elle Magazine, Louis Vuitton, like all of these Louis outlets. Vuitton? Yes, all of what these are outlets <laughs> are, con- are congratulating Michelle Williams yeah, on the yeah, Emmy. Yeah, 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 yeah. But the thing is, actress Michelle Williams don't really have social media like that. Right. So they instantly, Michelle, black Michelle Williams rant was basically, do y'all not see that I'm black? Are y'all not doing y'all research? I'm not looking in this little hole. Y'all just see Michelle Williams and a verified badge. But there are two of us. Mm-hmm. And so she had to deal with the compliments and the blowback. Because mm-hmm. you know there were people that were mad. And guess who they were? The racists and misogynists. Because how, how the hell could you be mad at Michelle's speech? Mm-hmm. How the hell? She's calling for pay equality. Right. Why, how do you get so mad that you take to your phone and tweet and, and Instagram mm-hmm. negative things about that? Hashtag make America read again. Child. Did you guys um did you actually did you hear um about the backlash with RuPaul? Yes, shout out to Danielle Young. I yep. believe that's her name. Yeah. She's a, a journalist from Essence, right? Uh, she's got a, a couple things. This was putting yeah. in work in that press room. Yeah, and actually, I I saw the tweet. I actually didn't see the press room. I actually I had to send it to me. Um, and I saw the question asked, and he says some of the BLT community versus like. Well, he said, "Well, you know, for start, it's something the to the BLT. effect of to the uh, well, you ha- the host is black." And and LGBT or whatever and and a drag queen so check 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 so he's already starting right. out snide and right. I support the LGBT community and the BLT community like come on like we literally already get alphabet jokes all the time and you're contributing to that but RuPaul, I mean I make alphabet jokes but people like RuPaul much like Karamo Brown nothing surprises me every time something flies out of their mouth the internet goes crazy and I'm like do y'all not see like these people have a history of making remarks along mm-hmm. this line like i'm unsurprised by well, I, but RuPaul. i think that we are kind of in tune by a lot of people who are not and like people say rupaul black drag queen tv they think that that's the icon for all black lgbt people but that's not the case rupaul didn't even know all my life i had to fight the color purple line right right according right. to some people right. ross ross freaking matthews had mm-hmm. to tell rupaul that that's from the goddamn mm-hmm. color purple right and it, and i read girl the, you know you know what i had to i do. read the thread um i read the thread and i saw and i she basically asked a question because she saw him get on stage and he had a lot of white people around him as oh. far as production Right, he was only black person. Mm -hmm. All there's women too, um, but when it came to like actually like diversity with race, there was about like maybe twenty Caucasian people up there with him. Um, He was a sole black person, so he so she asked a question, basically asking him like, "How do you feel about the diversity inclusion with your show?" And mostly behind the scenes, and he pretty much said that I'm the diversity and inclusion. Gross. (laughs) And that's that on that. Um, so and we've helped tell the stories of so many people. But yeah, even though you have those same people later when their season have passed, have come out and dragged the hell out of you. Right. And those I same said, queens. And you know, I, I will give RuPaul his roses because he's definitely done a good job. Of, oh yeah, we're not taking away yeah, from, yeah. from what he did, but we, we're still allowed to be critical Absolutely. of his current nonsense. And I actually want him to acknowledge Sir Lady Java one day. Cause good luck with that. Because you know RuPaul don't really see it for trans people allegedly allegedly but yeah um mm-hmm. my, the emmys was fine actually emmy night i had a good time too because i um i went to a very uh well f- the first part was bootleg because i got there and there was like oh we can't come let you in because of a wristband da, 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 and it was empty and so it was weird so we actually went to another party that was thrown on by um amrp or sorry ampr um it was a those East's publicist and she was a bunch of people. Oh yeah, the light skinned girl. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. it was really fun. Like Zendaya was there. Um, Nisa Nash was there. 
they had it was sponsored by Patron, so they have this this contraption that made smoked tequila on mm. the spot. So it was really fun. I ran to a couple friends, and it was good. And I was home. You was you was home chilling, <laughs> and it ended up at Rage. Uh-uh. Shout out to PP. Shar was in the house. Let's move on. Jace, mm-hmm. do you want to weigh in? So while we were on our break, mm-hmm. uh, Ed Buck was arrested. And I know that this is a story that not only have you followed, but you both of us have been extremely passionate about. Mm-hmm. And I think we collectively, not just us, but everybody breathed a collective sigh of damn relief um, when this happened. Because if I'm not mistaken, there was another overdose that had happened, but the mm-hmm. guy ended up surviving. Surviving, yep. Okay, so so yeah, what's the tea with that? Um, so Jasmine went on to like, so basically, Ed Buck has been arrested, and my whole thing with this whole situation is that he has been arrested, but that does not necessarily mean anything. Okay, um, it's a step in the right direction. Well, he just got charged, I believe, right with uh with the two people who died in his. He got charged with their murder. Oh, he did. I believe so. I could be wrong. Let me Google. Yeah, Google that. Um, but I mean, with all that said, I think that. So basically, last time I heard, um, so basically last week he was arrested in his house. So there was another person that was um and who was in there. He he has not said his name or hasn't revealed himself, um, but he has he has said that he is in recovery. He's an addict, um, which is this is not conversation that's not being had not being had. Um, but he's trying to get his life back together. He is not revealing. I himself. saw this in the L.A. Times. He's homeless, and he was he's calling homeless. Ed yeah. Buck's nickname is Doctor Kavorkian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's just trying to get his life back together. But I thought. It was kind of dope that he's he survived. I'm happy that he did. I'm happy it's not. But it for me, it just it sucks that it took three black men, um, two of them dying, for something to actually yeah. like happen. And like even outside of the deaths, like crystal meth is illegal. So if you're running a drug house, like why is that enough? Why is that not enough evidence or n- enough, you know, initiative to go ahead and make an arrest or just an arrest? Because the arrests don't really mean anything. You can be arrested and be out the next day, depending on how much money you have and who's rep- representing you. Um, but nothing ever happened. And so I'm happy that um, things are moving forward with him and that he's he is locked up for right now. And But I think it all just sucks and it says something. I think we all think about how it took two deaths and one almost and death it, and it, for something to happen and it it goes along the same lines with black lives because if these were white boys <laughs> this wouldn't have been drawn out like this now what if i'm saying ed buck was um ed i don't know i'm not gonna say that but if it was three white boys and yeah. a black man like he would have been dead so what I'm seeing is, uh, excuse me if I'm mispronouncing this, Quilmis Rodriguez, who's the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department homicide investigator, um, is reported as saying, quote, we are very limited in regards to charging under California state laws, which is the reason we took this case federally. So California ain't really got nothing to do with this. This has become a federal thing now. Um, with the concurrence of the DA's office, federal laws are much stiffer in regards to these types of crimes. I would love to comment, yada, yada, yada. So it looks like he is being charged, but it will be on the federal level. Good. Yeah. He deserves to rot. What an awful person. And you know, I think that how they're drumming up this, um, this case is there are 10 people up to 10 people that have come forward, 10 alleged victims, um, who have salacious details about Buck's apparent fetish to pay men to use drugs and have And there's sex. way more than that. I mean, I just wrote an article for the 10th scene. And my thing is, is like, we have to face, we have to look at addiction because drug, drug addicts, 
entertain drug addicts Mm -hmm. and so and if there's a some form of like privilege or access to drugs you're willing to risk your life to get those drugs yeah and so i think we need to like look deeper like you know we're all upset about ed buck but we have to really like look at what does addiction look like and how is it showing up in our black lgbt lives (laughs) well it's normalized i think we can be honest with that a lot of it is normalized but i also think a lot of this comes out of survival um, survival yeah absolutely a lot of this I, addiction has something to do with it but a lot of ed buck's predatory behavior was dealing with the most disenfranchised mm-hmm. of the mm-hmm. margins ed buck knew not to bring his ass into rage because the girls won going like right. there's a limit mm-hmm. to people who are not as disenfranchised but mm-hmm. if you are out here if you are homeless struggling. and struggling you might you just might entertain, oh, all I got to do is do drugs and watch you, you know, you know, watch me get off and I get $800 for the night. Yeah, I'm homeless. I'm hungry. I'm, I might entertain that. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? So, and then that is like the spiral because I believe uh, Jamel's journals or whatever detailed mm-hmm, out. Mm-hmm. He didn't, he wasn't battling substances prior to meeting Ed Buck. Right. Like Ed Buck made him addicted mm-hmm. and, and yeah. So rest in peace to those victims. Let's move on to Beyonce and Wendy Morales. So, if you all haven't heard about this, there has been a, a ongoing battle with the Blue Ivy trademark because mm-hmm. Wendy Morales owns, she's someone who owns a bridal boutique under the name Blue Ivy, and she had it before Blue Ivy was born. Three years. But uh, Wendy really messed up in a lot of ways. They're in court, they've been in court, right? playing tug of war back and forth about this because Beyonce's like I want Blue Ivy Carter my daughter is a cultural icon a style legend honey all of these all of these things and don't nobody know like basically you're a small business that don't have that much of a social media um, presence, yeah. presence and you got a handful of employees girl give me this goddamn trademark but uh, where Wendy messed up is that she <laughs> allegedly contacted Beyonce's agent Mm because she was trying to get on. This is when Blue Ivy was, you know, born. She did a lot of interviews when Blue Ivy was born. Mm -hmm. And she even had a sale on Blue Ivy's birthday this past year. So it's like you can't straddle the fence like that. And I feel like at this point she's incriminated herself because she has aligned herself with Blue Ivy, showing that you're inherently... And she even... I think she went on record at the beginning saying that, oh, wow, this has brought such a boost to my business. So you are, it's not a crime, right? But it's also like, sis, you are profiting off of, off of the, the likeness of my child. So the trademark belongs to me. I think, okay. So the Beehive's probably going to attack me. I think that Beyonce and Jay-Z are being bullies with this because they, Wendy Morales Morales, filed the trademark before she the child even existed um and so and on top of that like oh, did blue she really i didn't know that yeah she fought when she when beyonce applied for the trademark she got declined because of wendy it was already pending or whatever right. no it was already owned by wendy got three you. years before she was born gotcha and you. so i think this is a very rich move and like i said drag me i don't care but i think that the fact that these court records are even released into the world because uh, you know Beyonce is very, very secretive, so I don't know how this court records got released out to the public. I don't think it's Beyonce's team. I think it's people who work within the court system who are selling these documents. To nothing gets out about Beyonce into the world. If it's court, sweetie, nothing. I, I disagree. Out into the Beyonce into the 
I disagree. If it's I, court, I, Beyonce has no control over that. A court reporter could literally, just like what, what happened in the elevator, someone sold that video to TMZ, and that's the only reason we got access to it. And then we got it. lemonade. But I'm saying that's Ooh. the only reason we got access to it. People yeah, are selling I, things to the media. This I, ain't nothing I, new. I, Beyonce is very strategic, and I think that um, I think that is fair that Wendy Morales had the trademark before the child was born. Um, I think she should sell it absolutely to get get her a couple millions or a few millions um, and walk away. But I think that it's it's and just because it happened to be uh, well, Beyonce specifically wants Blue Ivy Carter. Right. She, Wendy can have Blue Ivy, but Beyonce right. wants Blue Ivy Carter, which mm-hmm. is her daughter's name. Which I think is fair, but I, but I mean I don't know the legality behind it. They're going to trial um, about it, right? Um, but I think that Wendy paid for Blue Ivy. Mm-hmm. Blue nor Ivy are exotic words. It's a color and a plant, mm-hmm. and so I think that Wendy Morales should have her boutique, and I think that she should sell before the Beehive attacks her. Yeah, well, I don't. Yeah, that's up to because they will they will ruin. I see both sides, but I think Wendy ginormously messed up when she did what I said that she did. Those few points that I made at at the top of of the story. It's a conversation. Oh, your your boutique's called Blue Ivy. How do you feel? Oh, I think it's great that Beyonce name. Like she went on a slew of interviews. The fact that she reached out to Beyonce, but the fact that she reached out to Beyonce's agent. The fact that she's having collaboration. The fact that she's having sales on Blue Ivy's birthday. You're literally profiting off of my daughter's likeness this isn't even about blue ivy the name you're profiting off of blue ivy carter Mm -hmm. that is the issue you're you're literally having this is so much problems i'm on and i'm not saying this because i'm i could be biased but i'm definitely on beyonce's side i I see both sides of this with the whole capitalism and like you said the the bully aspect but wendy if wendy had never done what she did then I would be more. I mean, she's not capitalizing that much if her if she has a small social media presence and a small business. So, I mean, but you're like, having sales on my daughter's birthday. Okay. So if it, if, this gonna, if this gonna be tit for tat, give me my trademark. No. That proves that that proves that she you, paid for it. It was before she was intellectually born. intellectual property. You're being dishonest. You don't get to do that. Like I'd be damned if I named my child. I don't know, Ciroc, and Ciroc was around, and then at the same time, they're running around doing the exact same thing that, that Wendy's doing but Ciroc- and profiting off of my, my child. Like, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Mm. Earn your bones the way that you've been earning your bones mm. and keep your trademark. Mm. But where you messed up at is when you come over into Carter territory. That's where she messed up. But we'll see. Like I said, they're going to trial. We'll Make her money, the, Wendy. We'll see how the judge she came uh, first. goes about it. And maybe, you know, Beyonce probably and Jay-Z will probably end up paying her. Uh, yeah, paying her out. Take the money. Moving on, Lizzo and Tiffany W. Did you hear about this story? Oh, the Postmates thing? Yeah, Tiffany is allegedly afraid to leave her house. And <laughs> Tiffany's really, no, that's not funny. she's really milking this man. I don't see any lesbians. Uh, as Lizzo calls her fan base. I don't see anyone at- oh. attacking Tiffany over this Postmates order, but allegedly Tiffany ended up talking to TMZ and she said, look, the order was seafood. I, I can't eat seafood. I don't eat seafood. On top of that, Lizzo... Oh, she got a selfish allergy? Well, that I don't know. She didn't specify. Lizzo did not supply a phone number to the order. So Tiffany alleges that she showed up to the hotel. Mm-hmm. 
and was talking to the front desk for about 10 minutes before she left Mm -hmm. because didn't nobody know Lizzo when I don't think she was it's either she wasn't answering the phone no there was a phone number so she wasn't answering the phone to so the girl knew where to go right or to have the concierge take it up Mm -hmm. and then um yeah it became this big thing and I think Lizzo's gonna end up uh having to pay because what Tiffany it sounds like ground pay financially yeah because i'm thinking that tiffany is setting up the groundworks for a lawsuit because she's saying emotion this is basically emotional distress so what lizzo tweeted it or something like yes lizzo tweeted this girl's picture because you know they don't give last names Mm -hmm. so it'd be like if you if you were a lift and you canceled on someone and they're like jay this bitch jace b Mm -hmm. you know and it's your picture circulating wrong move lizzo i like i love lizzo but that was a wrong move and it's funny because she's lucky i don't fight no more or something like that oh wow so actually so that's how it goes though like really um so i used to drive postmates and i remember i had a whole meal from boa so mm. if you guys don't know what boa is a steakhouse in santa monica um there is one of was hollywood too in beverly hills um but i had lobster macaroni and cheese a steak prongs and a uh a cob salad oh yeah and i went and drove to the palisades ring 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 no answer ring 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 no answer you call postmate postmates headquarters all right we'll try to call them Postmates tries to call them. Oh, I didn't they know don't, that they did that. Mm, if they don't answer, the food is yours. Wow. That's how it works. So if you don't answer the damn phone... Well, the girl get, couldn't have eaten it anyway. Right, exactly. But even if she could eat it, that's not her fault. Yeah. Like, if you don't answer the phone, then, like, you don't answer the phone. So, yeah, Lizzo, write that check. Um, don't take regressions out on Twitter all the time, especially tweeting people's faces and, and names. names. Yeah. <laughs> so the girl is really... Yeah. So, oh, well, Lizzo. Don't know what to tell you, Write sis. that check. Tiffany lucked out. Two girls from Houston embattled in court things this week. Uh, moving on. Aaron Carter is, has been having a public meltdown that's been scary to me. Like Nick Carter's little brother? Yes. Oh, no. So Wasn't he bisexual like recently? Child, he been a little bit of everything. <laughs> so in case you've been under a rock, last week when I was home in Chicago, I saw that Nick Carter had filed a restraining order against Aaron Carter. And I was like, mm, that's odd. His own brother? Mm-hmm. But Hello. Aaron, you know, it's been a lot going on. He's threatened to kill Nick and everybody, basically. Um, and the follow-up to this is that his twin sister... Her name's Angel Conrad. She filed documents um, in Los Angeles for a domestic violence restraining order against Aaron Carter. And she is alleging that um, he's threatening to kill her, too. God. Quote, will, and will quote, there are voices in his head. He's causing harm to his family. And he owns up to six firearms, which he's known to keep, quote, readily available. Where do you live, Montana? No, he's out here. Ooh. Yeah, he's out here. Um, And so, yeah, even his ex-girlfriend, I think her name is Lena. She's scared. And and, um, there's a quote where she said, Angel, which is the sister's name. Angel, how do you think I feel with him sleeping with a sword next to him? A sword? A sword next to him. Like a samurai? And according to documents, Aaron got upset and told her, shut up, Lena, you're next on my list. Oh, so I don't know if this is I don't want to demonize mental health because, you know, there's already a stigma. Mm -hmm. But I know someone who is battling a little bit of uh, schizophrenia and bipolar disorder Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. they display behaviors like this as well. So I don't know if this is just some sort of meltdown or what. But he's literally threatening. Basically, I'm not joking when he said, like, I'm gonna kill everybody. 
Um, has he acted upon it or no? Or do, no, we don't but know. if people are filing restraining orders, yeah, this, this clearly people are scared. Yeah, um, I think right now Aaron is seeing a lot of love, and like on top of that, he. But I still see like the whole like white man element of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's been going through it for years. It seems like yeah. And Conrad Hilton, oh, he's a young child star. He reminds I mean, me of like, Conrad Hilton, who was going that? through it. Paris's younger brother, Paris and Nicole's oh, yeah. younger brother. Their grandpa died. You saw that? No. Baron Hilton. Mm. Well, he ended up also accusing Nick of raping a 91 year old woman. He took to instagram and his caption said hey fbi my brother raped mildred and told me in confidence in his pickup truck she was 91 years old and my brother told me he covered her mouth sorry i need to put a trigger warning on this if you're uncomfortable with me reading this then just skip ahead a few seconds um but yes she was 91 years old and my brother told me he covered her mouth so no one could hear her scream Put me on a polygraph machine, please, FBI. My mother knows she was taking care of two elderly women who were on hospice, Mildred and Opal, who my mother was helping keep alive. FBI, what are you going to do about that? Nothing. I'm reporting a rape from Nick on an elderly woman who was dying and was 91 that he raped. Strap Nick up to a polygraph machine and a really good one, please. So it's it seems to be a lot. Do you remember their reality show? Fairly. The whole family had a reality show. They ended up losing a sister to substance abuse who wow. starred on the reality show. Mm-hmm. Um, and she and Nick was from what? Insync? No, Backstreet Boys. Backstreet Boys. Um, but they had it was something Carter. I forgot the name, but they had a reality show for two or three seasons. I think it was either on E or MTV, and I remember watching, and it was just wild. It was like Hogan Knows Best on steroids, just a whole bunch of blonde white people Mm -hmm. running around. Mm -hmm. But they ended up, so the Carter family seems to be a little troubled. I think the mom passed away, has passed away. I think the father's still alive, and I could be wrong. Um, This is just what's jogging my memory, and I know for a fact that they lost a sister. It was a a group of them. They lost a sister due to substance abuse, and now uh, Aaron seems to be off the wagon. I mean, he could be telling the truth. He could be, and I'm not saying he's a liar. This isn't Nick's first time being accused of sexual assault. Mm -hmm. Melissa from the group Dream. They were pre-Danity Kane, signed to Diddy, signed to Bad Boy. I saw them perform back in the day. They <laughs> opened for Destiny's Child, of course. All the airbrush. Uh, but they... Uh, that farms. Melissa ended up reporting that Nick sexually assaulted her. This is when the Me Too movement first kicked off. So this wouldn't be his first time being accused of this. It's just all very troubling. And it makes my, my heart ache for for Aaron, you know? Yeah. Um, I think that's all I wanted to talk about. We're not doing a corner in kudos today, are we? Um, or do you want yeah, to I'm still, still do, do that? Well, yeah. before, before we do that, let me wrap up with uh, this really quick story about Nick Carter. No, excuse me, not Nick what? Carter. Nick like, Cannon. One more. <laughs> Nick Cannon just announced that he has a talk show, and it's under Detmar Mercury. So it sounds surprise, like, surprise. Sounds like what happened is... The audience, I don't know what happened between the whole Jerry O'Connell tug of war with this because allegedly this stemmed from when Nick filled in for when Wendy was out Mm -hmm. at the top of the year. But also we know that Jerry just had a sneak peek, not a three-week sneak peek. Which was horrible. But Jerry's show didn't get picked up. Nick didn't have anything and they signed Nick. 
So this should be interesting. Will you watch? Do you no. think you'll watch? I don't think I will either. But you know whose show I'm really enjoying? I have not tuned into Kelly Clarkson's show. I haven't either. I probably won't. Tamron Hall's show. I'd have, I watched that in the hospital. I enjoy in Jersey. it. I enjoy the mm-hmm. everyday people element of it. Yeah. It, it's nostalgic in that it feels like that good old 90s talk. It's not celebrity. Yeah. Like she gets celebrity. in the audience. She talks to the people. Are you, who's the teacher in here? Who's the teacher? She interviews everyday mm-hmm. people. It's not as celebrity driven. Yeah. Um, I enjoy her show. And I'm proud of her too because that whole debacle with her a couple years back um, was a mess. And so with I'm happy, Weinstein? Mm-hmm. And so I'm happy that she's you know got her, her roses. Yeah. Oh, but before we go, Jonathan Van Ness of Queer Eye, everybody's favorite. He just revealed he has a, a book coming out. I mm-hmm. can't remember the title. But he revealed That's the, that the Jesus looking one. Yes, he revealed that he's HIV positive in a memoir and he found out he was styling a client's hair when he was twenty five and ended up passing out. Went to the hospital and, and found out. So um he's been making his rounds on media. He said that, you know, being a part of the team and the show, he couldn't he at at the time when the show debuted, he felt like he couldn't take on every task that he wanted to as far as speaking on things in the media. Mm-hmm. But now he's becoming more and more transparent. Yeah, more comfortable. I and think it takes a while. kudos to him. He's literally everyone's everybody loves Jonathan Van Ness. Mm-hmm. Um and so, yeah, he has a book coming out. We've all heard. If you all been keeping up with my Twitter, Demi Moore's book, baby. <sighs> Whew, baby. I watched that interview. I was like, Lord have mercy. Well, they sp- uh, put it out in, within three days. So today, this morning, which is Wednesday, was part three of it. But part two was riveting. D- Demi was 42, suffered a six-month miscarriage, mm-hmm. found out Ashton was cheating on her via Google Alerts. Right. She was having threesomes. Red carpet. She was having threesomes. And in order to keep him happy, she didn't have the best childhood. Her mother was alcoholic and sold her to a man for $500 when she was 15. It's just been thing after thing after thing after thing. Demi was sober for 20-something years. Mm-hmm. Started back on her uh, opioids, was it? Vicodin. Vicodin. 12 Vicodin a day and yeah. alcohol. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, whew, it's a lot. I mean, that just goes to show. Like I remember first learning about Demi Moore and Ghost. Demi sorry demi i'm just saying that there's a difference there's, there's a difference there's demi lovato demi Lo- and, then and demi, demi Moore. Moore. yes demi Moore. um and then i remember her re-emergence in charlie's angels which, full throttle full throttle and i love oh, yes. i was just like she still looks good as fuck bikini oh yes she that, kept long, it up. that middle part and that long black hair her daughters um, had stopped speaking to her at one point i mean yeah. what a harrowing tale right now i'm still i have like two chapters to finish in your book i'm reading bossy ickby's book yeah i Listen, it's been a lot of designing women. That book ter- takes two days to read. I know, but it's been a lot of designing women in TV. I'm, yeah. And I started reading Bossy Ickby's book, too, which is also very, very riveting. I heard it's like a tearjerker. Oh, my God. There's this one chapter named Like a War. I haven't mm. picked it up Ooh. since I got off the off the plane. That's the title itself. But there's this one chapter named Like a War in Bossy Ickby's book. It's called I'm Lying, But I'm Telling the Truth. And that chapter rang so close to my life Mm -hmm. that I haven't been able to pick the book up (laughs) since. It just, the way that she writes is poetic. Mm -hmm. You guys got to check out, the book is phenomenal. So yeah, I've been trying to, and then of course, you know, Oprah got me one, she just launched her book club. It's it's a lot that I got going on. And as you know, I haven't really shared with 
people listening, but as you know, my workload has increased mm-hmm. within the last two weeks or whatever. So to the point where Char don't even have appointment. <laughs> yes, by the grace of God. Char don't even have appointment TV no more. If y'all had noticed, there's only a few shows that I've been able to quote unquote live tweet. And that's because I have been working. In the in your trenches, purpose. yes, it, but in the trenches, mm-hmm. in the trenches, but in, but in your purpose. Even now, it's Wednesday, and I'm not off again until Sunday, and that's for like a minute, mm-hmm. literally a minute. But I got something to do tomorrow. I got something to do Friday, Amen. and Amen. I'm, I am Amen. not complaining. Look, you moved here for a reason, I and other reasons here. I did. Well, before we get out of here, let's get on to this. We're gonna do kudos and corner back to back, back to back. All right, back to back, baby. So, this week's um, LGBT Corner goes to um, Mattel. So, they just launched a non-binary uh, brand of dolls. Um, and so, you could pick a doll, and it comes with uh, two of each accessories, so like a short cut, a long cut. And you can kind of like accessorize your doll however you want it to be accessorized. Um, I did see a little bit of pushback um, by someone who is non-binary that I follow on Instagram and on Twitter. And they're pretty much saying, like, they wanted to know um, who was in the room while making, like, although it is progressive, you know, congratulations on the thing. But they were also kind of asking for a relaunch next year to make it more inclusive. Um, How is it not inclusive? They didn't really describe. I watched the video twice looking for those answers, um, and it was not there. But she runs a consulting firm. And so she wanted to, like, kind of be in the room. Um, I mean, I, I didn't see a problem with the dolls, uh, especially since they came with two of everything. It's a great start. Yeah. I mean, I think it's fine. Um, speaking of and non- I think it's a go on. I was just saying, speaking of non-binary, this is just a little footnote. Someone asked me a question that even I can't answer. So what? those of you listening who might be non-binary, <gasps> tweet on. us. Go on. So what confused them was that the non-binary has been painted as the they, them, right? That's the pronoun. There are people, and I, I explained that there are people that go by all different sorts of pronouns. But, she slay? Yes. But for the non-binary, for a lot of people to understand, non-binary, you know, exists somewhere in the middle. They don't identify as man, woman. Typically, right? Am I lying? Uh, go on. Okay, so what is confusing, and when then in turn confused me in that I wasn't able to answer, I felt mm-hmm. stupid, but I'm not, I've never claimed to know everything, okay? Right. I'm still struggling with my a lot of my own experiences, but Jonathan Van Ness, for example, is non-binary, but he goes by he, him pronouns, not they, them, and so then the question is, why go by binary pronouns if you identify as non-binary? Is it Uchiwali or is it one mic? So, okay, so my understanding, and like I said, if I'm wrong, tweet us, um, but there's non-binary and then gender non-conforming. So non-binary... But Jonathan goes by non-binary and goes by he, him pronouns. Because yeah, so there, there's a writer know. who's named uh, Serena Sonoma on Twitter who wrote an article about Jonathan's revelation mm-hmm. with HIV for Out Magazine. And she ended up retweeting the article and she was like, for all of you all um, that are correcting me, mm-hmm. you know, Jonathan goes by he, him pronouns. And so... In turn, I was not able to answer this question because you, you know, I don't know what I'm talking about. I don't have the range. You know what? I, 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 I too do not have the range. Um, but I think that it just comes down to like respecting people, what they want to be called. Yeah, it does. Not but a, you know that a lot of, hmm, 
how can I say this? A lot of how we as humans function and a lot of how we spread information is there are categories and there are things that there are boxes for everything. Mm -hmm. That's just the way the world works. Right. Right. uh, So you can't have someone. (laughs) Well, I I mean, there are people, there are people that are like, I am non-binary bitch and I go by they, them. Mm -hmm. There are people that are non-binary and they may go by he, she, they slay. We know people like Mm -hmm. this. There are people that are non-binary that go by she, her and he, him. So then in turn, what part of your identity is the non-binary? I guess that I I could see the question. If you're going by he, him pronouns or she, her pronouns, Mm -hmm. then why aren't you a him or a she? Because I've I've talked to people who say like they um, maybe he one day and then she the next day. Or them the next day. Okay. So okay, it, it's it's a spectrum. I think basically the thing is like you know gender is a spectrum. Okay. Um, and they could identify whatever. I, so every day you picking something different. That's what you're telling me. Potentially. Wow, I'm gonna move on. Um, f- we can the doll. Keep the, talking about the, the doll. The doll. So the doll is non-binary. People had a problem with it. Um, all people I saw a lot of good feedback, and I think that you know if you reconcile with this doll, then by all means, buy the doll, switch out the and hair. And if it's not for you, then it's not for you. Yeah. go. Mattel makes Barbie, and Barbie is iconic. Or yeah. And they make Ken. And it's funny because like, I was even missing, thinking about... What's this, what's this person's issue with the doll? I don't know. Okay. I think the issue, I think, was that uh, they wanted to make sure that there were non-binary people in the room while creating this doll versus it, like people capitalizing on the non-binary community without including them in the creation of the doll. Okay. So, there we go. So, my next... Um, the kudos. to kudos goes to... The first black trans male being cast as a lead. Um, so, Brian Michael Smith. He is the first um, black trans male on a, on a regular role. So, he is on the Ryan Murphy spinoff of 911. Um, and so, yeah, it starts in January. It's called Lone Star. Um, 911 Lone Star. It's a spinoff 911. of 911. Yeah, it's a spinoff of 911, but it's called Lone Star. I thought it was called 911 colon Lone Star. Maybe not. Okay, go Maybe, ahead. Maybe, I don't know. Sorry, I keep um, interrupting you. <laughs> every week. Um, Fuck you. <laughs> but it has a, it's place, takes place in Texas, which I know you love. Um, and it stars Rob Hence Lowe. Mm-hmm. It stars Rob Lowe, uh, Liv Taylor, Tyler, excuse me. Um, and it starts saving lives at 8 p.m. every week. So shout out to him. And he, the first time I saw him, Queen I believe Sugar? was on, is either Queen Sugar or Greenleaf? Greenleaf. It was, it was, it was one, one of them. Oprah shows. It was one of them, which I haven't caught up on, or David Makes Man. It's been weeks. Mm-hmm. American Horror Story. You didn't watch it? I watched the premiere, but I might, I'm likely going to miss episode two tonight, mm-hmm. just because I have things to do. Right. So, um, life. yeah, it's okay. I'll catch up when I catch up. It just feels weird being out of the TV zeitgeist, but I'm not complaining. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I got to, you know. I started a- watching The Boys. I started watching that and I fell off. Really? Okay, so I do, I do not enjoy the whole craze of superheroes. Like I'm not staying in line at midnight to watch the Avengers Part 17. I like, will. Not, I am not. I, I haven't love seen superhero anything. films. Unless someone takes me to go see it, I'm not watching it. 
Um, and so I like that this show kind of makes fun of that whole entire superhero craze. And so I'm really, I watched. And it humanizes them. Yeah. Did you see Hustlers? I did see Hustlers in Jersey. What did you think? Uh, it was good. It was really good. Um, I was expecting more. I kind of wanted it to be more gritty. It was shot in like three weeks. <laughs> was it? I didn't know that. Yeah, like in May. It was shot in oh, shit. May and it's out now. Wow, that's okay. why we got probably why we got so many damn slow mo shots with uh, with R and B and hip hop <laughs> as a music. I was born bit. to flex. I was born to so many. Why we got so many? And these are my sisters. We had like twenty million shots. Yeah, today. yeah. No, I thought I thought it was a good movie. I think I wanted it to be a little more gritty. Um, J Lo's getting Oscar buzz. I know. I did see that. Um, I think I don't think she'll make it that far. Um, but I I did like the story. I saw that um the woman that was based on is suing. Yes. Uh, the production company because what's her name? Ram- uh, no, Ramona's the character. Ramona's name. the character, I can't remember but the real woman. Yeah, the real woman is. But she basically, wanted nothing to do with it in the article that I read, and now she's trying to sue. The article I read, I, uh, there was some conversation, and apparently it didn't go well in the beginning, and they actually still made the movie. So now she wants her money because they made the movie, and it's based we'll on her life, and she goes. didn't sell. I'm the, sure they'll uh, give her, her life. Yeah, they'll break off a check. It's fine yeah but well yeah that's that on that mm-hmm. next week we should have a guest we were supposed like i mentioned at the top of the show we were supposed to have one and they were actually here but had to go um so but you were also 45 minutes late i was not 45 minutes yes, you late were. no i wasn't yeah, you call were. time was 4 30 i walked in at call 4 time was four no it wasn't yes, it was since when on the email it says four o'clock i didn't see that i thought it was 4 30 to 6 30 mm-hmm well, I also had a project to do. You did. And we're not mad at that at all. Booked and busy, like so, we said earlier. The fact that they... So what, when was the wrap time on the email? Uh, I don't remember. But I remember start time was four. You know it wasn't no hour though, right? All okay. right. I'll okay, see y'all then. next week. All right then. <laughs> Bye, y'all. In the meantime, between time, take care of yourself. We'll talk next week. Bye-bye. I love us for real. I can... Oh, yeah. I'm doing the Char Says So sign off. I love us for real. <laughs> Bye, y'all. Peace. <laughs> <laughs>